Hi, guys. Welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth coming at you from my closet in North Carolina. Hey, this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. What's up, Beth? You know, you know, I am just hiding away in my closet. Tomorrow's a full moon. What? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Great. (laughs) (laughs) That means a lot in my house. I feel like my kids get crazy during a full moon. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, and when I was a teacher would always dread full moons because it would be like a ridiculous day in the classroom. So, and I can totally see it with my kids, like personally. So mm -mm, I don't like full moons. Thanks for warning me. Yeah. Be ready. Be ready with whatever you need to prepare yourself with. My, (laughs) (laughs) now you know what you're doing tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) My husband had um, knee surgery like a week, two weeks ago. And so I have a fourth kid in my house that, yeah, and I just, we had to take a little recording break a second ago and had to go run him up some medicine and water and I'm going to have a very toned tush by the end of all of this because of all of the stairs I've been climbing. I think it's like... My little Apple Watch tells me three times the normal amount of stairs. Oh, my goodness. I wish I was across the street so I could help you with those stairs. (laughs) I want a tone tush. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm sure your time will come someday. (laughs) Yeah. So, but he's okay. You know, just laid up. Mm, Poor dude. Poor. This is very 2020, I feel like. Mm. Oh, true. (laughs) Yeah. Very and we have true. a hurricane coming, I guess. Oh, I did see that, that it was like, it was heading in your vicinity, at least, or at least the, the spaghetti models yeah. it going up that way. Yeah, we have warnings um, starting, I think, tomorrow night. So, but that's like standard. <laughs> you know, somebody said to me the other day, they were like, this is the most normal thing that's happened to North Carolina in 2020, is that we have a hurricane. <laughs> like. No one is freaking out because everyone's just like, oh, good. Oh, yeah. Good. Something normal. We've seen this before. We know how to do this. It's okay. We're just going to, you know, batten down all of our patio furniture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be you better fine. batten down that new stuff you got. <laughs> I know. My Wayfair delivery. Yeah. So I picked up all my kids' toys from the yard and none of our bats or baseballs will fly in anybody's windows. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, so don't call me. Isn't it? It's not mine. Okay. Well, I mean, if they hit, make it over here, then Lord, it's <laughs> long distance, but I won't call you. <laughs> but isn't the storm like, gosh, I, can, I can't I can say the name of it because every time I see it, I think Isaiah. But that's it's what like, I was going to ask you. Is Isaias or Isaias? Isis. They wouldn't name a storm Isis. No, it's not Isis. I've heard them say it, but it's not. Like Isaiah or Isaiah. It's like they're saying Isaiah. Isaiah. Or I don't know. Isaiah. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Let's <laughs> just call it the storm of 2020. I don't know. But I just, I yeah. laughed at it when I saw that name and I was like, huh. Yeah. If you know different. how to pronounce it, send us a little 
audio. Yeah. <laughs> Leave just us a voicemail. <laughs> just listen to Al Roker tomorrow in the morning. He'll tell you. I know. I know. <laughs> there. See those news watching folks. <laughs> Y'all let us know. Yeah. Well, speaking of 2020, I have a very 2020 case for you. Oh, man. And if you're ready, oh, I'm going to tell it to you. It's real good. So ready. Give yeah. it to me, go. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about the disappearance of Gretchen Anthony. This mm. is a Florida case. Oh, them Florida peeps. I know. Man, are there some crimes in Florida? Is it because people are hot? <laughs> It does make you a little angrier. Um, I don't know. I just think they get a lot of crazies down there. I don't know. It is a little plethora down there. But mm -hmm. so I found a gem for you. So um, Gretchen Anthony. Okay. I want to say first, there's very little background on either one of the people in this case. And so in order to find a lot of the information that I am about to give you, I've looked on their Facebooks. Okay. So that was fun. I was a little Facebook troll for a couple of days and got some information from there. But I do have little about their background. But I know that Gretchen was born Gretchen Crane and she grew up in West Long Beach, New Jersey. Hmm. Do you know where that is? Um, I, I can't place it, but I know I've heard of it. Okay. So she had... At the time, like in 2020, at the time that this case takes place, she was 51 years old. And she had a daughter who was tw is 12. Okay. So I'm not sure if she was married previously to her daughter's father, but she had a daughter. Mm -hmm. And she was very close with her daughter and a really, really good mom, especially because her and the father were not together and she had like the primary custody of her and she was living in Jupiter, Florida. Mm -hmm. You know where that is? It's north of Palm Beach. Yep. Yep. It's about 45 minutes from where we lived when we were down oh. there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she worked at a utility company near her home. And I think that she worked in the office of the utility company. She was a beautiful woman. She had very pretty long blonde hair. She looked very Florida. She was super tan. She loved cats and she was into yoga. So she was very fit. She was very health conscious, like just this doting single mom who, you know, loved the beach and yoga and her kitty cats. And um, in 2015, she married a man by the name of David Anthony. So, and they lived together in a home on Sunshine Drive in Jupiter, Florida. I did find on, I believe it was his Facebook page, pictures of the two of them dating back from to 2012. So they were married in okay. 2015, but I think they had been together for at least three years before that. It's funny that we lived there at that point. We were oh, there from 2015 to 2017. Oh, well, perhaps you met. No, came across I just lied to you. <laughs> we Stop lived doing that. by you from 2015 to 2017, right? Yes. I don't know. You're going to have to keep yep. like a little yep. timeline of this and post it somewhere. Just kidding. I, I was there around the time they were there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So David 
was born in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. And according to his Facebook, he went to school for business administration and also for massage therapy. Oh. I know. So I don't know if he graduated. I don't know if he has any degrees, but it is listed that he went to some colleges for those two things. David was six foot seven. Wow. So he's really tall. My husband is six five and he's really tall. So this guy is two inches taller than Wes. He was also very fit. He was a cyclist and it appeared to like, according to his Facebook that he, um, competed because he had a lot of posts on there of him in like with the number, with a medal, stuff like that. He had, um, a dog, like a husky dog that is in like every single picture on his Facebook. And apparently it's, People have reported that this dog like literally went everywhere with him. And he worked at Orange Theory hmm. in Jupiter, Florida. So they were married in 2015 on New Year's Eve in Nevada and settled into this cute little home in Jupiter. It is a cute little home too. I did see pictures of it. It's like this cute little two-story beach house with like this detached garage. Okay. In February of 2020, at this time, Gretchen was 51 and David was 43. So he is eight years younger than her. Oh, okay. I forgot to mention to that. So she, mm -hmm. she cougared him right up. I don't know. I don't know if the age <laughs> difference has to be for that to count. But um, the two of them in February filed for divorce. Oh, that's sad. Gretchen stayed with her daughter in their home in Jupiter. So on Friday, March 20th, 2020, Gretchen went to work at her utility company that she worked with. And she, this was a Friday. She had a totally normal day. Her daughter was going to be with her biological father that weekend. And she was in good spirits and left work at normal time talking about, you know, her plans for her weekend. And off she went. Monday came around, which was March 23rd. And Gretchen was a no-call, no-show, no-text for work. Mm. So, obviously, this concerned her coworkers and her boss, and they called her and tried to reach out and couldn't get a hold of her. So then on March 24th, which was Tuesday, her coworkers and her boss got an email from Gretchen, and it was from her work email account. And in this email, they describe it as alarming and unusually worded. So they're basically say, saying it didn't sound like her. It was mm -hmm. weird to us. And it said that she developed a low-grade fever over the weekend and she awoke to – this is quote – I awoke to shortness of breath this morning. This is COVID, right? Isn't this during she COVID said time? she was going to the hospital, Jupiter Medical Center, to be tested for COVID-19. Mm. So her boss, they're like, well, crap, we've been exposed. You know, I mean, that's what I would think. I don't know if that's what they said, but <laughs> mm -hmm. that's what I would say. So then as the day progresses, her boss and some of her friends start receiving text messages from her that saying that she has an acute case of COVID-19, acute case, quote, I don't know what that means. 
It's all cute, but okay. Mm. And that she was being transferred from Jupiter Medical Center into the custody of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, for further observation. Yeah. So this is back in March, early stages of the Rona. But they don't do that. Mm. Like They don't do that. That's not their protocol. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think at the time, like her coworkers and boss were like, oh gosh, you know, I don't know, maybe it was the first person that they knew that had actually had it or whatever, but they, they were like, okay, you keep us posted. Now, all right. of them did agree that the text message did sound weird and they didn't seem like her. Like she wrote, instead of writing like 10 a.m., she just wrote like 10 a, mm. which they thought was weird, but they're like, oh, she's sick. It's a typo. Huh. So later on, they called Jupiter Medical Center to check on her. And the medical center said that they had no record of her as a patient. So they got concerned at this point. So her boss called her mother, who was also living in Florida at the time, and called the police and had the police go to her house and do a welfare check. So they did, but they saw no sign of her. They didn't see Mm. her car. They didn't see her inside. They ring the doorbell, front and back, nothing. So her mom, her boss, her friends all start reaching out to her other friends. And they realize that no one had seen or heard from her since Friday, March 20th. So then they all got a text that said she was being sedated and put on a ventilator. And a friend mm. got a text saying that she had been diagnosed with COVID-19 as, and was being quarantined because she was super sick and asked them to take care of her cats. Okay. So this is March 26th. So nobody and, has seen her since the 20th. So we're six days out at this point. But they're getting text messages from her. Mm. But has any – I'm sorry. Have they – has she gotten in touch with the daughter no. Okay. I don't know if the daughter was getting text messages. That wasn't reported. Okay. Um, if it was happening, I don't know about it. Mm. But even then, all of them are saying the texts are weird. Mm-hmm. So the police are now th- like, okay, this is weird. She's not a patient here at Jupiter Medical Center. This doesn't seem like the protocol for COVID-19. Everyone is concerned. So they start reaching out to her close friends and family, and they start looking for David, her ex-husband. And they cannot find him. They can't get a hold of him. He's not at work. So they go to his house. And one of his neighbors said that she last saw him on March 24th. So that's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And that he told her that he and his dog were moving to Costa Rica. Okay. <laughs> and she hasn't seen him since then. So the police then contact Jupiter Medical Center and confirm that Gretchen is not a current patient and has not been a patient since 2008. However, Mm. they did locate her car in the parking lot of the medical center and her purse was inside. So they now suspect foul play and believe that she is a missing person and her family starts expressing concerns that possibly her ex-husband, David, might be involved. Mm. And it just so happens that David is also missing. So he becomes the prime suspect. Right. So I'll tell you what they do next right after this break. 
now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. So the police, with their new suspicions of David, get a search warrant for Gretchen's house. So they go into her house and they find in the kitchen by the sink some rags and some bleach cleaner just left in the kitchen. They find towels in the washer with a reddish brown stain on them. They go up the stairs and they find like it looked to be like a picture frame possibly that was broken. I don't know. There's conflicting reports about what it was, but there was glass, broken Mm. glass kind of going up in the hallway, up the stairs to the master bedroom. In the master bedroom, they find small droplets of blood on the master bedroom wall and also on the comforter. And they also find broken glass on the bed. Hmm. In the garage, which is a detached garage, so you have to go out the back door over a patio and into the detached garage, they found a big damp spot, a big damp spot. I mean, it is large. On the floor of the garage and what looked like to be like bleach stains possibly on the floor. So they brought in cadaver dogs and these dogs alerted to that stained spot on the floor. Mm. So Gretchen's daughter apparently came in to the house with them and they were kind of asking her like, can you tell us if you feel like anything is amiss here? And when she was in the garage, she said that there appeared to be some missing things, that there, um, it looked like that a tent that they had was missing, an air mattress, and also like an exercise mat mm. were not there in the garage and normally were. So while the police were searching her home, a neighbor of Gretchen's walks over and asks the police, are you here because of the attack that happened on Saturday morning. What? Right. So she says at around six o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning, March 21st. So this is the day after anybody had seen Gretchen. She heard what she describes as blood curdling screams and a woman shouting, no, no, it hurts. And then it seemed like it was coming from Gretchen's garage or patio area, which is all kind of really in like one area. So she like gets dressed and goes downstairs and goes outside to look and see like kudos, brave woman. Cause Mm -hmm. nope. And she sees in Gretchen's driveway, a dark colored truck running with no one in it. And there was a tarp covering the bed of the truck. Again, kudos to neighbor. She took a picture of the license plate. Wow. Whoa. Yes. And the police were able to confirm that that truck was, in fact, David's. Hmm. 
So they started interviewing other neighbors, and another neighbor confirmed that when he left for work around 8.30 Saturday morning, that he saw the same dark-colored truck parked in Gretchen's driveway, and there was a light on in the garage, and it looked like there was like liquid, clear liquid coming out from underneath the garage door and running into the driveway. So like somebody's cleaning that garage Mm -hmm. from what he said. So... Gretchen had some security cameras at her house. And this is weird to me, but I'll just tell you what, what's reported. Okay. So they got security footage from the morning of March 21st, and there is motion on her back patio of a tall man. Okay. I'm quoting laying in wait. What? I don't know what that means either. I don't know if he was like, literally laying on the patio (laughs) like just sitting there i don't know but that's what they said in wait laying (laughs) in wait like i don't know that sounds like a lion (laughs) like just stalking its gazelle i don't know but okay i think the police were out for some drama when they were telling that story um so then gretchen comes out the back door and you can faintly hear her say what are you doing Okay. So they release that they have that. They also say that they have garage footage. Okay. Which is also weird to me because I don't know why you would have a camera inside your garage. Do people do that? I don't know. I mean, I don't. And I don't know that I know anybody that has. Yeah. So they reported that she did. And the footage in the garage shows someone laying motionless on the floor of the garage Then a tall male looks at the camera, reaches up with a gloved hand, and and disables it. Mm. Okay. So I don't know if they have more because I find it very convenient that the only footage that they have is just someone laying on the floor. Like where's the footage of how the person got there? Or like what happened two minutes before that? So I don't know if it's a motion detector like most other things and you would have seen something, you know, at another time. Right. And like what happened on the porch? What happened after she came out and said, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Did he attack her? We don't know. I don't know if these are things that they are not releasing at this point because they don't want the public to know this. This is a part of their case that they're building. But that's what we know. Mm Mm-hmm. They also got some security footage from the hospital parking lot that shows on the morning of March 24th, Gretchen's car pulls into the parking lot and a tall white male gets out and walks toward the adjacent highway. Okay. So friends and family review all of this surveillance and identify the man in all of these videos, the porch, the garage, and the hospital as David. Hmm. So the police put out a be on the lookout for David, his dark colored truck, which was actually an SUV, and his dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, I guess his dog. dog is missing too, huh? And this is like a big dog. It's like a big husky dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very noticeable dogs. So in the meantime, they are tracing both David and Gretchen's cell phones because they know that during this entire time period, Gretchen has been texting people. Mm -hmm. 
or some, they have been receiving texts from her phone. Right. Her phone pings at a jewelry store or pawn shop. It sounds like a pawn shop, but it's reported as a jewelry store in Pensacola, Florida. So this place, Pensacola, is like eight and a half hours away from Jupiter. Yeah, it's like on the other side of the state. (laughs) That's right. He is like, he's he's headed out of town. So they go, they go there and interview the store owner. And she says, yes, he came in. It was this man. And he came in to sell women's jewelry that he said was his mother's that had recently died of COVID. (laughs) Hmm. Okay, so they confiscate the jewelry, and a ring was identified as being Gretchen's, one of the rings. So they're continuing to trace these cell phones, and both of the cell phones ping together in a town in Texas, and then farther into Texas, and they're just following behind, issuing, be on the lookouts in all of these different towns and areas that they're, these cell phones are pinging in. But they're like a step behind him. You know how that goes. So then on March 30th, a man calls the Jupiter Police Department claiming to be David, Hmm. the man that they're chasing. And he said, well, I'm just calling because I know everybody is looking for Gretchen, but I just want you to know that she has COVID and is receiving treatment for that and is in quarantine and she's really sick. But what's weird is I haven't really heard from her and Just before this happened, she told me that she had uncovered some tax fraud at the utility company that she was working for and that she kind of feared for her life because she was getting threats. Huh. So the police are like, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks so much. Wow, they Thanks, David. (laughs) Thanks for giving yourself an alibi or not alibi, but somebody else reason to kill her. (laughs) Keep on talking, buddy. Just keep on talking. So on March 31st, they finally caught up to him in Las Cruces, New Mexico, which is 1,900 miles away from his home. And they arrested him while he was walking his dog. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny to me. Like this dog is like his ride or die. And he had the tent and the belongings that were missing from Gretchen's house with him. And was charged with second-degree murder and kidnapping and was held in a New Mexico jail without bond. Hmm. So as the case progresses, friends and co-workers of David are reporting that they had noticed starting in the beginning of like early 2020 what they describe as widening mood swings. So... He had started to act bizarrely, like would get very angry about things, you know, just unlike himself, I guess. I don't know. That's all of us in 2020, but I mean. Yeah, for real. Okay, David. (laughs) However, on March 15th, six days before Gretchen goes missing, the police uncover that David had been arrested. Okay, now get this. The police were called to an outdoor plaza at 10.30 p.m., which is nearby where David and Gretchen lived. And I guess David lived, too, because he still lived in Jupiter. David was reported as pacing around the plaza, 
sweating profusely, acting erratically, and approaching young 15-year-old girls. What? Repeatedly. With his dog. The dog, too? Jeez. <laughs> I told you, he goes everywhere with this dog. Okay. So, like, what? Yeah, what? what, what? <laughs> like, so, the what? police go and to try to get him, right? And he had, he was like walking to his car when they caught up with him in this plaza and he had black utility tape covering up his license plate. So when he was asked about this, he blamed his 12 year old stepdaughter. Oh, well, like, <laughs> why would she, what 12 year old is going to be like, you know, what would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it would be so hilarious. Do you guys want to go out to my ex-stepdad's truck and put tape on his license plate? <laughs> It'd be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to prank calling? I don't know. And now we're taping people's license plate. No, come on. So the police repeatedly asked him to cooperate with them and stay out of his truck. He refused. He kept trying to go get in his truck. And so the weapons were drawn. And he was considered to be, like, hostile, and they went to go and arrest him, and he slammed the door of his truck on the officer's arm. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, like, it was a violent situation. Like, it went real bad. And they finally were able to subdue him and arrest him, and under the front seat of his truck, they found a knife, a bunch of cash, and a passport. Oh, yeah. So this, this is was six day, just days. six days. Oh, yeah. Six okay. days prior. So he was charged with resisting an officer with violence and was released on $3,000 bail. Hmm. So originally they were called because he was acting crazy. But then when they went, he wouldn't cooperate with them and was like trying to get in his truck when they were asking him not to and they were asking him to sit down and things just escalated. So I don't even know that he would have been arrested had he not acted like that, but he was. So in May of this year, 2020, he was extradited from New Mexico to a Florida prison and is currently being held awaiting trial. Hmm. As of right now, which is August, 2020, they still have not located the body of Gretchen Anthony. So they have oh like no idea what he did with her. There is rumors, and I say that like really loosely because I don't know about this and I found it in like a couple forums and I just have no idea if there's any weight to this. But people say that during like the 21st and the 24th, Okay, so she was last seen on the 20th. So between the 21st and the 24th, there are reports of sightings of him where he was in his vehicle and he had put utility like magnets on the side of his vehicle to like make it look like he was an employee of the utility company and would set up road cones and be on the side of the road like he was working. But he wasn't because he doesn't work for a utility company. So mm. they don't know if possibly in those places he was like trying to dump her body or was dumping remains in some 
form, but nothing has ever been found. Right. And I'm sure people have had like locations of where they saw him. Yeah. I mean, I would think so. They would say like, oh, I saw his truck right here. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming that they went to those places, but they haven't found her. So Hmm. she could be anywhere between Jupiter, Florida and Las Cruces, New Mexico. Holy crap. Yeah. So, and her daughter is living with her mother and also her biological father. Like, I guess they share custody Mm. of her right now. So. My goodness. Gosh. Yeah. So he like killed his ex-wife because 2020 made him crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. then pretended like she had the Rona to cover it up. Oh my gosh. What Raise your mean? hand if you've been waiting for a Rona cover up cry. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like who who I could have bet money it was coming and I found one and I'm so happy. Thank you, Florida. Gosh, where did you even find that? I know. I don't even know. What did you search? Rona cover up crime? No. I no? really don't know how I found it, but when I did, I was like, boom. <laughs> that's that's going on the mic. It's good, right? My goodness gracious. I can't believe I didn't even hear about that one. I know, right? There's I so know. much Rona stuff, that's why. But it's like this was a Rona manhunt. Right. No kidding. Yeah. Also, while I was sitting here listening to you, I did search lying in wait. And it is an actual criminal term. Oh, we'll see. It says, in criminal law, lying in wait refers to the act of hiding and waiting for an individual with the intent to kill that person or inflict serious bodily harm to that person. Oh, so see, there are things they're not telling us then. Right. Yeah, because clearly there was some type of an attack or they wouldn't have used those words. Because you can't just use those words willy-nilly. Right. I mean, anybody standing outside, if I caught anybody just standing in the shadows of my house I could say they were lying in wait when they could just have been like standing there for no reason <laughs> like you no dude if sense. there's somebody standing in the shadows of your house they are not right, they are fine, lying in for wait example but <laughs> if someone's just standing I mean I can't I, I can't picture because clearly I have not seen this video footage but just like someone standing behind my garage mm-hmm. depending on how your garage is I wouldn't necessarily say they were lying in wait right if I just caught somebody on It's like their way of telling us we know he attacked her without saying we know he attacked her. Mm -hmm. They wanted you to Google that (laughs) (laughs) so that you would like hear what they were saying without saying line and sinker with me, man. (laughs) I was like, what? Let me Google that real quick. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I like it. I'm totally following this case. Yeah. Cannot wait to see what. And other information they release. And if you have any information, you can contact the Jupiter Police Department. <laughs> and I'll put their number in our show notes. But yeah, poor Gretchen. Right. No kidding. Gosh. And so he he's just awaiting trial, but there's no like, there's no date set for that. Yeah, no, there's no date set for it right now. I mean, it's so new. Mm-hmm. They just right. were able to transfer him back in May. So you know how that takes. It'll be like... 2022 probably before he ever actually his trial ever actually takes place but yeah I know like when they find her body I wonder if they're going to list it as a COVID death (laughs) oh man 
Hashtag conspiracy. You just opened the floodgates. <laughs> it the will be interesting yes. to note. <laughs> but she never had the test. Right. <laughs> we'll test her dead body and she'll come back positive. I know, right? Probably. All anyway. different parts of her. And then they'll count for each individual part. I know. And this these poor coworkers that you know, worked with her, they were probably like, oh my gosh, she has COVID and we've been exposed and we have to quarantine. And then they were like, no, no, she was murdered by her ex-husband. They were probably like, huh, I don't know how to feel. Right. <laughs> I, know, I should be like, oh, I don't have it. Or, you know, like what a, what a weird, what a weird day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. Strange, strangest day of my life here in Florida. There you go. Which is kind of hard to believe. <laughs> Strange all around in Florida. Well, well, that was an awesome one. All right. Yeah. Good job. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, We are still having so much fun and love hearing from you. So please keep reaching out. Find us on Instagram and Facebook, um, on our website at crimesandclosets.com. Email us at crimesandclosets at gmail.com. And always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets. Bye, guys.